It might get loud. It might light a fire within you. It's all hands on deck. Now, for your listening pleasure, 94.9 News Now presents Mean Chet Martin, the Long Island redneck Brian Bro, and fearless C.V. Burton. This is Freedom on Deck. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Freedom on Deck on 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. Mean Chet Martin here with you and along my side, the New Hampshire Long Island Redneck, Brian Bro. This is what happens when you order a president through the mail, people. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's UPS. And the fearless one himself, C.V. Burton. What up? What up, homie? Hey, man, we got some really great guests on the docket for everybody today. Stopping by first, the one and only Mr. Patriot himself, Rocky, will show up on Freedom on Deck. And also, Mark Sutherland towards the middle, sandwiched in. And then at the very end, Dr. Kendra Becker-Musante. So a lot of the all-originals on uh, Freedom on Deck today. Well, obviously, everybody knows what's starting here with the first topic on the bill, and uh, really what we're talking about here is what everybody's been talking about, and it's uh, a concern. As a matter of fact, the Ukraine right now has been infiltrated by Russia. Some people have uh, drawn conclusions, some people have drawn facts, actual facts, and of course there are a lot of misnomers out there. Uh, Fact of the matter is, for me, I'm going to start it like this, guys. If Donald J. Trump was the president right now, this would not be happening. Um, I I can point to many different reasons of why. Uh, I can also tell you that he he led with might. He led with strength. It's something that he came on to. uh, I believe it was Fox News the other day saying that this happened because of our nitwit that that was mail-ordered the presidency, Joe Biden, just as, as Brian had alluded to. Now, uh, I'm going to come to you, Brian, first. Um, I I think you do agree that if Donald J. Trump were in office, this wouldn't look like this. But right now we have to deal with the the it and now. Um, Where do you think this is leading? China obviously is starting to make moves, especially in Taiwan. Uh, Things don't look good. Uh, I'm not saying that Russia are the bad guys. I'm not saying Ukraine are. What, What do you think about the whole thing? Where do you think this is headed? Well, I agree with you that, you know, if uh, Trump was in office, that this probably wouldn't be happening. Mm. Um, But that's precisely why uh, we had the greatest uh, voter fraud ever perpetrated on this country, because they needed to get him out so that the globalists could do what they always do. You know, they, they, they make money on wars. They make money on pandemics. They make money on the demise of the children of God in this world. So having said that, I think China is definitely going to um, be an aggressor. We already saw that they had uh, they flew nine um, uh, warplanes, yep. um, you know, right into Taiwan's airspace. Um, strafing Taiwan's coast. So that's that's going to pop off now that uh, Putin has gone into the Ukraine. I think that um, you just had the reports that Japan um, successfully fired off uh, interco- intercontinental ballistic missile intercept yep. missiles yep. Um, to intercept those ICBMs yep. um, because you had, um, you know, you had uh, Kim Jong-un 
over there in North Korea firing these things off yep. uh, as late, I mean, as uh, recent as like a week or two ago. So it's it's all escalating. You know, where it's going to uh, land, I don't know. And where we, where that's going to bring the United States in, I really don't know because we have a feckle, ineffective loser for a president. We definitely do, CV. Brian makes a lot of good points on the fact that uh, this might be like testing grounds to see how far these countries can go. And they're doing it because of Biden. It looks like Biden talked Putin into this thing. He was like, you're going to invade, aren't you? I'm like, what makes you think that? Yeah, you, you, you are. Yeah, and then he's, t- then he's telling Vla- um, Vladimir Zelensky, they're going to invade you. They're going to invade you. Like, why would you say that? You know, though, he, he is. He is. It's like he's saying, he's like, he's like saying, don't invade, but, you know, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, invade. We're not going to do anything about it. And then they, then they actually do invade. And what does Biden do with, after all this tough, t- uh, tough talk? Nothing. After all this tough talk, he's like, um, writing them an angry worded letter. <laughs> that's what, that's, that's what it's tantamount to. <laughs> like a, like a Karen writing a bad email to a, to a corporate exec or something. Right. I, I, exactly. And I, I, you know, I think this is a, uh, China running a puppet show to see how easy it will be to take Taiwan. Mm. You know, this is like a small dog wagging in practice for the big dog. Yeah, CV makes a good point, Brian. That was Joe Biden talked. He actually started talking about this the first month he was in office. So he they've been gearing up for for this for a very long time. Yeah, because Hunter Biden's laptop is out there. I know, and, beca- and because and because Nancy Pelosi, John Kerry, Joe Biden, and Mitch uh, Mitt Romney all have children that work for Ukrainian gas companies. Hello, people. I you know. Gotta open your and, eyes up, man. And that's- th- th- this stuff is going on for a reason. It's happening because they want to cover up. What they have been doing. That thing, you the Ukraine has been the globalist honeypot for laundering money for generations. That's where the offshore accounts took place uh, when Hillary was Secretary of State. We had talked about that before she had dealt um, a bunch of uranium to Russia. C.V. Bryan makes a great point. We are tied up in all this. Obviously... Uh, the Democrats and their big names, all their offspring are tied up to this offshore accounts and the uh, energy company in the Ukraine. And there's a reason for all this happening as it is right now. It's like one dirtbag invading another dirtbag. It's like I, I'm not very, you know, emotionally invested in this, except for the, you know, the small children and animals that are going to get hurt. Uh, that bothers me. Yeah. But uh, other than that, Ukraine is small potatoes. It, uh, the big prize is Taiwan, and Davos yes. is beholden to China. Joe is beholden to Davos. They want China to take Taiwan. And if you want to, if you want to see the connection between uh, the World Economic Forum, Davos, and China, all you need to do is look at Klaus Schwab's son, Oliver. He's married to a Chinese spy who heads the Davos office in Beijing. So there's your. Chi Davos connection right there. Oh, well, it totally makes sense. The Democrats always have Chinese spies either working for them or screwing them behind their wife's backs. And I'm, I'm sorry, it is true. We had, uh, we had Eric, married. Eric Fartwell that brought a Chinese spy into the DNC at, in the, uh, I forgot what state it was. I'm assuming it was his state. And um, the, the, they hacked the server there. We saw that there was 
some hackings of servers when Donald Trump was in the White House. All of this, all of this stuff equates to one another. All of these people work together. This is a web with this party, and America, unfortunately, right now is being operated by communists, Brian. <laughs> you think? Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying. You think? Um, yeah, yeah. And and there's a and there's just so many there's so many things that are going on um, that are not on the mainstream media news. Um, just like uh, this um, Putin meeting with the Pakistani Prime Minister Khan in Moscow amid the Ukrainian military operation. That's right. Yes. And and there's yes. and, and there's video of the two of them meeting. You're right. Now, why would Putin be meeting with the uh, Prime Minister of Pakistan. Why? Yeah. You know what I mean? Why would China be on the uh, uh, battling with India on the uh, border of uh, India and uh, China? You know what I'm saying? Like all these things are going on. Well, think um, about this when and, we and, when we talk about. Biggest... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say, and the biggest thing for me is is you know this is like the big thing in your face. Pay attention to what is going on that isn't in the news. Well, and if we're going to talk about Pakistan and then you start to make the comparisons with China and what's going on, don't forget, we had Pakistani brothers that were working inside the DNC, got into the servers, working for Debbie Washerman Schultz. They they gave a bunch of our military secrets out. They gave a bunch of our base camp secrets out for our military. And then all of a sudden they went through court proceedings and we shipped them back to Pakistan. I mean, this whole thing is one big cluster, you know what, but there is there is a web of deceit here, CV. It is uh, true. Uh, yeah. It also takes all the bad news for Biden off the headlines, you know? It's like that famous song from Aerosmith. The reason a dog has so many friends, he wags his tail instead of his tongue. And that's, yeah. you know, what, and what are we doing here? We're talking about Ukraine instead of talking about the fact that most Americans believe that Biden stole the election. <laughs> right. I know. I know. I know. And we will talk about that. Uh, we do have a, uh, a great docket of guests. I've mentioned them already. We've got more to talk about, though. And uh, obviously, there's other things going on in the country. And we'll be back with you, Senator Johnston, to DOD altering medical database without preserving records would mislead Congress. I agree it would, and uh, let's discuss it next. Don't go anywhere. 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. Welcome back to Freedom on Deck, 94.9 News Now, and stimulating talk. Main man, Senator Johnson, to the DOD, altering medical databases without preserving records would mislead Congress. That's the Wisconsin lawmaker attempting to confirm that agencies preserved members from Defense Medical Epidemiology database that it now says had an error appeared to show a significant spike in the average number of U.S. troops diagnosed with miscarriages, 
mitochondriitis, cancer, and other issues in 2021 as compared to 2016 and a 2020 period. In his letter, Johnson points out that instead of responding to his initial January 24th letter or one sent February 1st, the department instead released a statement to PolitiFact in which it declared the massive spike in medical issues was the result of a database error. The database has since been taken down to identify and correct the problem, department officials said. I was disappointed to see that instead of immediately responding to the American people through their elected representative, DOD apparently decided to prioritize a response to PolitiFact about allegations relating to the same database Johnson wrote. Johnson is now attempting to ensure that the DMED records that he initially identified as suspicious have been preserved despite the agency's claim that they are incorrect. All right, so um, this is an issue that we've been having ever since Joe Biden has come into office. Uh, we, we, we have the DOD destroying evidence, basically is what I consider it, yes. of, um, of uh, mistracking, misdiagnosing, and doing it for their own gain. And I don't give a rat's rear end what PolitiFact says, okay? I don't care what uh, Snope says. Don't send me any of that crap. I won't read it anyway. Uh, CV, he makes a good point. And if, if he, if we can't come up with this database and they don't have those records, we need to do something about it. All right. This all started with a couple of whistleblowers inside the DOD that said that the, uh, the, the defense medical epidemiology database DMED noticed a huge spike in miscarriages, myocarditis, cancer, and many other serious diseases, as you said, these are like six to 20 times the average rates for these wow. diseases. And wow. this, is only, this is only inside the military. This is a microcosm of what's happening in, in the entire planet, not just America. And, and uh, Senator Johnson ordered the defense secretary to... Uh, come back with the records and he thumbed his nose at Congress and instead went to some uh, flunky website, PolitiFacts, whatever it's called. Right. And said, oh, and, and issued a statement to them instead of Congress saying, it was an error. It was an error in our database. And then they doctored it and they yeah. erased, they particularly erased the myocarditis situation, which was like 20 times the average. The, the cancer was about like six times the average. That's like 600 and something percent. Yeah. And I have, I have a little uh, story. I have a, a friend and a client who's pretty close to me. I see him uh, every couple of weeks. And uh, he had a colonoscopy about a year and a half ago. You're supposed to have them every 10 years just to be safe, right? He had it a year and a half ago. For some strange reason, his doctor told him, ordered another one. And... He gets a colonoscopy, and guess what? He has colon cancer and has to have surgery. Yeah. Uh, uh, he, he also had the vaccine shot not that long ago. So uh, put that in your pipe and drink it. That's terrible. That's terrible. Uh, Brian, yeah. um, you know, it, it's good that we actually, and just so everybody wants to know that where they can get this information, I'm reading it from Just the News. It's also... 
uh, in Town Hall and Breitbart. So you can you can find it on many different sources. Brian, uh, they're poisoning us. That's all. Yeah. Stop they they are poisoning. Listen, the, the amount of information at this point. You know, we we are two years into this thing, and if you know, if you don't know what is in that vaccine, you do certainly know what that vaccine does. You know what I mean? And and all of these medical conditions and all these, uh, you know, um, you know, these people have been they they have been damaged. I mean, they have been purposely um, assaulted. With with this with this medical device, and um, you know you know they're not going to come out and say, well, yeah, we 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 came out and did this to you on purpose. You know what I mean? They're going to try to cover it up every step of the way, and unfortunately for the DOD, it uh, it leaked out. <laughs> well, it's just like when they come forward, and that you know the idiot Fauci comes forward and. And says, well, you know, we, we got it wrong the first time. There are going to be dangers with any vaccine. And it's like they make their, they make their defense. And, and any, uh, anybody with half a brain that hears the statements that this guy makes on a consistent level uh, on CNN, MSNBC, or wherever, wherever else they have them, you know, anybody with half a brain could recognize that he's, he's putting these statements out there, CV, to cover his own ass and to cover the ass of this administration. It's pretty obvious. It really disturbs me about the miscarriages also and the um, the infertility that, that it's also yeah. causing. It's like trying they're trying to put a curb on uh, the reproduction rate of human beings. By the way, Mrs. Mouse, Mrs. Mouse asked Mr. Mouse if he got the vaccine shot yet. And he said, well, they, they haven't even finished human testing yet. So... <laughs> he's gonna wait. He's gonna right, wait a little right. while. That was, that's that a was smart Mi- mouse. I it was Mickey Mouse. Okay, um, that's what this administration basically is ran like—a Mickey Mouse operation. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it. It's sad. There is uh There's a lot of truth people don't want to look at. There's a lot of people that you know have gone forward and gotten these vaccines and have you know, gotten, went out and said, well, now I got to get the booster. And then there's some people that have gotten the vaccines and they say, I'm not getting the booster. Uh, yeah. I personally, I know, I know a lot of people that have got this vaccination. I know somebody that ended up in the hospital when he got the first vaccine and uh, he didn't go and get the second. I'm hoping he'll be all right just from getting that first one. But the fact of the matter is, I think if you really look it just into your direct circle, and try to think about how things are, are playing out, you'll see that there's at least somebody in your life or somebody that you know that knows somebody else or somebody at work or somebody in school that can show you that they had a bad experience with all of this. And this is the big worry for me, Brian. It's, it's that the people being poisoned, uh, it, are they looking at the facts? It seems like most people that don't want to look at the facts end up muddying the waters for everybody else and uh, and end up being more of a, th- a threat than anything else. It kind of sucks that way. 
Well, you're going to have that. And I think what's going to end up happening later on is that as these things come out, as as you know, what we don't know is the long term effects of these things. So that's you know, what I could, mean. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Two yeah. years, three years, five years from now, as people yeah. are, are, you know, um, you know, we're seeing that it may even induce AIDS uh, or VADES, a right. vaccine induced Immu- immunity AIDS. deficiency. Yep. Right. That's weird. Yep. In, you don't want, in, you won't notice people. it right away. You won't so, notice it right away. So, you just come down with cancer or something later. Right. Right. So, so the things that, you know, that I worry about is down the road, are these people going to, you know, get angry at the people that didn't get vaccinated? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. are they, you know, is there going to be is there going to be an outcry for the people who were like, nah, man, I ain't putting that in me. And then they're going to get ticked off that they were duped and want to come after the people that didn't get the vaccine. You yes, know, but- it's it's going to cause chaos. You later didn't on. listen to Wolf Blitzer, you bastard. Them not right. getting <laughs> them not getting the booster shot is them admitting that we were right. All right, listen, guys. That's true. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. We got Rocky on the line. He's coming back. Everybody, come back to FOD. You don't want to miss the man, the myth, the legend, Rocky. Right now. Something must be wrong with me and my brain. If I'm so patently unrewarding, but my dreams are for dreaming. And best live that way And my zero to far of ten equals nothing at all Welcome back to Freedom on Deck 94.9 News Now. His hit show heard every Saturday morning, precluding to Freedom on Deck. It's called The Rocky Show. I know all our listeners love this man very much, and when his voice comes on the airways, they stop what they're doing. But let's start off with everything that happened in the Ukraine, and now Russia's, you know, they're in there. They're sending in their military. There are yep. people scratching their head. How how did this happen when you had Joe Biden the whole time from yep. the first week that he was in office, basically telling us this was going to happen? Where do you see this going from here, Rocky, with Ukraine, Russia, uh, and us? Well, first of all, thank you for having me on your program and to your audience. So you guys are doing a great show. show and uh, thank you. Um, Chad, we, I we keep saying, we keep, we keep denouncing these professional career politicians for having, and I'm not talking about just Democrats, please understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are people in position of power that they sold us out. Yes. Not just yesterday, not just since Donald Trump, but 10, 20, 30, 40. They are professional politicians that will make deals. They have access. They sell access. And you remember not too many years ago when Obama was president, this guy, this bumbling ding dong, uh, let uh, Putin take over Crimea. What did they do then? What did they do? Nothing. Yeah. Now Now he becomes president. He's older. He can make a speech. 
That's it. That's what they wanted, though. They wanted the puppet in place. Yeah. Now he stands up and he says, "Oh no, I'm going to talk to Putin and I'm going to tell him and I'm going to do this." He ain't going to do nothing. Nothing. As a matter of fact, he ain't done nothing. And Putin is a power uh, powerhouse. And by the way, just so your audience know or, or remember. That was under the Clinton, the other beauty, the other, the other beauty of integrity and honor, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Uh, that that um, they they convinced, persuaded Ukraine to give up the nuclear um, arsenal. That's a good point. Back to Russia. Yeah. Because because when the the, the Soviet Union, the the, the uh, confederation of of, of uh, communist nations. We're all in one piece. They each had nuclear weapons, and then when when they came, you know, to dissolve the Soviet Union, Ukraine had some nuclear weapons. And the left, in the the State Department of Mr. Clinton, who was busy doing other things. Oh yeah, yeah. So yes, he was. Yeah, you no. Know, so they said, listen, if you give up your nuclear weapons, don't worry about it. We'll take care of you. Yeah. Rocky, you've made a you've made a point on your show too, also with this administration and all the the dirt that's being held under um, yeah. Joe Biden's son. I mean, so yeah. so the Ukraine, they're pretty much out of luck with this whole thing. Putin is in the driver's seat this whole time, and he has been. I think if you if your audience thinks in this terms, Biden speaks. He says, oh, we're going to do this. They try to make it sound like it's a difficult task and we're going to intervene. We're going to protect that. They, that's to me. That's when somebody wants access, wants, wants to say, hey, look, I'll be tough. You just and then they get paid off. They get I can't prove it. You can't prove it. But that's what it's been going on with with this they, administration. They doesn't it seem rocky like they they tell you something and they're almost rubbing your nose in it, and then it happens. Yeah. And because the media uh, promulgates yeah. the idea that this administration is on on the up and up, of course. And the media is an arm of their political power uh, uh, structure. The media is the one that will say Trump this, Trump this, Trump this. When when that their pals, their pals actually uh, interfering with an elected official or during the campaign with their server and stuff, you can't make the stuff up. No, and that was it. And also Trump said, remember the interview with Leslie Saul? And he said, Leslie, they've been been spying on my campaign. And she goes, come on, there's no proof that they did that. Okay, now there is a proof. Now what? Now the proof is that they they were continuing to spy on him as he's in the White House. How? the, and, and it's the, insane, Rocky. It really how is. How is the media not up in arm for having – and how is the judges of the FISA court and how is the FBI not intervening? Be, because I believe, and I know you believe it too, that under Barack Hussein Obama and prior to as well, but really under him, yeah. uh, all of our law enforcement agencies, the FBI, the CIA, yeah. the IRS, they were all geared – to attack their political enemies. It's the same thing they did when they went after uh, Tea Party Republicans and uh, sh- sending the IRS after uh, yeah, Tea Party Republicans. Yeah. And, and you know, and you know the, the reason why Trump is so loved by the common folks is because 
Listen, he's a multi-billionaire, right? He could just get a private jet and go somewhere wherever the heck he wants. Sure. He's he's standing strong for the good of the people, the common folks. Whereas whereas these political affiliations and the media that's concocting concocting things, it's because they represent the powers to be that be, not the little people. As a matter of fact, Trump said in many of his uh, many of his uh, rallies, "Listen, they're coming after me because they don't want you to be powerful, to be strong, to take hold, to be aware. They're coming after me because I'm standing up for you guys, you, me, us." The I people. agree. And I and you know what, Rocky? The truth of the matter is, if we had gotten Jeb Bush, they would have yep. never rigged the election because Jeb of Bush course. would have pushed the same damn thing yeah. that Biden's pushing. Of course. And by the way, name me one president, even Reagan or whoever you want in the history, that thousands of people at a rally say, we love Trump. We love Trump. Which other president in the history of the United States, and in Italy for that matter, I've been to many uh, political uh, things when I was young. i never seen an expression of love. No, and we that's because him. I think there is a certain amount of uh, uh, praise for God and country at his rallies, and I think that yeah. that's what brings people in and brings people together. I brought this up because when he first started to run, I was—I uh, think I was in Cruz's camp at the time when he announced. I, I was and, too, and uh, yeah, and I think most and then Ben Carson, on this, Ben and Carson, ben Carson yeah, and there are other, but there's some Quite intelligent. But we needed, and you remember, of course, you're younger, but I voted for Ross Perot when he ran. But Ross Perot was more of a gentleman. He was more proper. He was more, you know, whereas this guy is just saying, you punch me once, I'll punch you back twice. We needed to. He needed to. and, And we needed that kind of person that stand up. Can you imagine a professional elected official? They would look towards the media and say, look at that, look at that. They're all fake news, all fake news. And and we're starting to well, – now that we're starting, you and I and your audience and my audience probably already know. But did you know that a, a 25-year-long career um, executive at CNN just went to work for Project Veritas? Yeah, well, CNN, <laughs> CNN has so many things going on, Rocky. Yeah, it's an embarrassment. But you, know, but, you know, 30 years ago, CNN was the, the – the, the bigger, you know, the big words in journalism, and then they got they got bought. They sold their they sold their soul. That's what's happening and, with Fox News. And that's what's happening. We we have lost the. You see, to me, like the Bible, believing in God is like a. It doesn't mean make me perfect, but to me, it's like knowing the true north. The, the, the you know the North Star. Um, it, it 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 gives you a. But my father too. He was the same way. He could be upset for you know something that yeah. happened, and then comes in and and you know yeah. is a, is no, a soft man I, that says he's you know, sorry. You you cannot imp- try to impose justice or 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 uh, uh, discipline, and then you mess up, and you don't have the courage. Like, no, you gotta say right. you're sorry, right. and then the kid understands that even a father. With all the love that we have for our children, we make mistakes. That's all. That's all. Rocky, we are up against it, so I'm going to let you go, but you just keep doing what you're doing on the weekends. I'll keep trying to call in when I can and getting you on here. You do that, and may God Almighty, the God of Israel, bless you and your family and your audience. 
And may God Almighty bless these United States of America. God bless Rocky. Ciao. Ciao, ciao, ciao. Everybody, that was the one and only, the incomparable Rocky from the Rocky Radio Show. Um, He's really one of the big influences for me uh, doing the show that I did. Actually, when we started talking about that uh, with Lee weeks ago, because um, I, I did the Rocky fan club thing that was supposed to start. And instead of doing that, I did Freedom on Deck. And that's kind of how that all geared up. But he's just a great voice all the time. He's got the answers. He brings the Lord into the discussion of politics, which I think is very valuable. Anyway, we got a lot more show to go, everybody. Come back to Freedom on Deck, 94.9 News Now, and Stimulating Talk. Welcome back to Freedom on Deck, 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. Dr. Kendra Becker will be on later in the show. Mark Sutherland's up uh, now. And I'm just letting you guys know, uh, the later discussion, we're going to be talking about some of these uh, medical labs that are in the Ukraine. And a pretty interesting discussion. So we'll talk to Dr. Kendra Becker about... How, do we have any, you know, where is this? What, what are these labs? What's the database? Why is it being connected to us? Because it is connected to us, but obviously, um, what's the truth about it? I don't think that she necessarily knows everything as of yet. That's something we're starting to uncover. And listen, we got these kind of labs everywhere. They're all over the place. So if you think that the, the Democrats aren't playing with the enemy and aren't putting these things into... Uh, into these countries for a reason, you'd be, you'd be uh, pretty foolish to think so. All right, so listen, this one is a story that really caught me off guard and reading it out of, out of Breitbart and right now reading it out of New American Magazine. Emails reportedly exist showing that George Soros-backed Los Angeles County District Attorney George Gasson knew about a child molester's mocking attitude towards an extremely light sentencing arrangement 26-year-old Hannah Tubbs, a transgender woman who was still identifying as a male when the crime took place 10 years ago, assaulted a 10-year-old girl at a Denny's restaurant in 2014. In a jail phone call, Tubbs informs that the incredulous father of Gascon's extremely light sentencing recommendation. During the call, Tubbs tells his father, don't worry about it, it's a strike, but they're going to plead. I'm a plead out to them and plead guilty they're going to stick me on probation it's going to be dropped it's going to be done done i won't have to register as a sex offender nothing tubbs father then asks so what are they going to do to you then to which tubbs joyously exclaims nothing if we knew about her disregard for the harm she caused we would have handled this case differently gascon said referring to the transgendered tubbs Tubbs began referring to himself as a woman sometimes after committing the crime. Yeah, so that's why he did that. Last week, a spokesperson for Gascon's office told Fox News LA's Bill Milligan 
that higher-ups in Gascon's office, including Gascon himself, didn't know about the phone call until Melligan brought it to their attention last week. Gascon's special advisor, Alec Bastian, said early on Tuesday that the content of these jail calls was something that we do not know about. First of all, for me, it's really simple. There's only one cure for pedophilia, and that is to kill the the son of a you-know-what. Uh, in my opinion, that's the only thing that worked. I don't care if he's wearing a dress, he's wearing high heels. I don't care if he's dressing up like uh, like Superman. I really don't give a rat's rear end. If you assault a child, you belong to be six feet under in the ground. And if you need me to do it for you folks, I'll do it. I'll sleep like a baby. I'll put the, the mf or through a wood chipper feet first very slowly, and I'll still sleep like a baby. Hearing him scream would delight me, believe me. But um, the fact of the matter that this kind of stuff happens and is basically swept under the rug shows you that these leftists are so sick, and you hear about this time and time again. I mean, we, we, we hear the left defending some of these son-of-a-guns over in Portland, one of them ended up being a pedophile who had raped a nine-year-old boy. And uh, when that young man defended himself against that pedophile, the left, of course, stuck up for the pedophile, Brian. Again and again, they proved to me that they are just heartless, soulless, and godless. Well, it says better better that a millstone be tied around their neck and thrown into the sea mm. than for one to harm a child. Yes. So, hey. Maybe maybe we should go maybe we should go biblical and old school. <laughs> I I hey yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. Just tie a cinder block around their throat and throw them overboard. I you would know? I um, would love harsh sentencing for people like this dirtbag. Oh, uh, th- th- there's going to be harsh sentencing. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. Um, you know, but you know, as far as these people, you know, it it really shows the lack of um of leadership, um, both at the district attorney level, um, both at the, uh, these judges, because, you know, these judges can, they, they have maximums that they can send these, these people to right. the DA doesn't sentence people. The DA brings the charges, right. the judges who sentence these people. So it's a twofold problem. You know, you, you, you have, even with these policies of, you know, of, of, of no bond release and all this other stuff, it's like, what, you know, you hear it time and time again, they get, oh, they, they're, they're a murderer. They get released out, out on the streets and then they go and they murder again, or they're or they're a pedophile and they and they get released out in the street and they go and they and they uh, harm another child. You know, we got to get tough on crime. We got to we got to get tough on crime again. We have gone yes. way farther back, CV, with this administration. Crime is only getting worse and it continues to grow. Every single well, the day. Dem- the Democrat Party in general are soft on crime, but when you're talking about the the left coast. They are particularly sympathetic and their hearts just bleed for anybody who molests children because there's, there are cults out there in California, satanic ones and, and otherwise that, that feed on, on children and prey on children and, they, and, they act, and they're trying to act like it's normal, like pedophilia should be a, a protected class or group now. And if, if a time traveler came from the 50s and traveled to the present and just read this one article alone, 
what he would glean from this article, just the language that they use. First of all, this 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 um, this molester was uh, identified as a, a man, which he was at the time. Yep. Uh, and then, then he wants to become a transgender. Why? Because he wants to gain sympathy from uh, George Gascon uh, in, in the trial to get a light sentence because he's a transgender now. And he's calling himself Hannah. And in this article, the, the writer is calling he a she the whole time. I know. Which, uh, look, I don't care what people call transgenders by pronoun. I don't. If, if it's their choice, they have every right to call he or she if they want. I certainly don't care, but I don't have to. And the same thing with gay marriage. I once asked, I once asked somebody, a real lefty, what, 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 what is this gay rights stuff? What, what do, what rights do I have that gay people don't have? Of course, she jumps right, at, right into marriage. I'm like, that is a bad example. Terrible. Because example. you could call if they want to call it marriage, they could, they could, they, they have all the right to call it marriage if they want. But I don't have to call it marriage. And there's a lot of homosexuals and, and gay Americans that could care less about marriage. They're like, you know, exactly. I, I never even wanted it. I mean, you could. He'd go back of our buddy Xander. He said that constantly. He was against gay marriage, and uh, and and listen, it's I, I don't like the language. The, I will say this about the the man that wrote this article, James Mur- Murphy. Uh, he does put it in quotes, the transgender woman. So I think he's kind of mocking that. But this is the part that gets confusing, and this is the part that gets everybody to say, "Well, was it a woman? Was it a man? It doesn't matter." But people just. They see stuff like this, Brian, and they say, I can't read this. I've got to go. And that's why this stuff continues to happen and why we keep having monsters like this getting set free. Yep. I I deal with it every day on a personal level in many ways. You know what I mean? And I just watch people. You know, you try to talk to them or you try to you try to show them what's going on or you try to, you know, reveal something uh, in the, going on in the world. And they just they don't want. Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to see that. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about that. You know, and you go, well, when are you going to talk about it? When when the <laughs> Russians are when the Russians are at your front door kicking it in? <laughs> I mean, you know, you got to. There's got to be a time where you 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 sometimes uncomfortable conversations need to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, Absolutely. And, and, and either you're going to be a weak, feckal human being or you need to stand up and have a backbone. And what does that, like that do when you talk about... Could you imagine not having a... a well, could you imagine not having a conversation, a, a, an adult conversation with your child when it's an appropriate time to have an adult conversation with your child? Well, you know, that's uncomfortable. Well, that's part of the problem. And the kids, you know, the kids won't come to you if you're saying, well, I don't want to talk about that. It's just too much. They hear the parent or they hear somebody that's, uh, you know, privy to their life and they say to themselves, well, I, I maybe I shouldn't talk about it. Because if I say something, I'm... Uh, I'm I'm going against a transgender woman and they'll be mad at me. This is what the left does. This is why they act this way. It's what the liberals do. This is what they do. They try to target you as the hateful bigot in anything you do. It equates to, it's just, it's ridiculous. It equates to calling a a truck driver a racist because they believe that they shouldn't get the vaccine. I mean, these people are idiots, bottom line, and uh, they're destroying this country. Listen, we got we got a, a Mark Sutherland. He's coming back on the program from across the pond, and we're going to be talking just about that, the Canadian convoy, and much more. Don't go anywhere. This is Freedom on Deck.
right, welcome back to Freedom on Deck 94.9 News Now. Political commentator, director, writer, but the one and only Mr. Mark Sutherland. Mark, um, and one of the things that I wanted to bring you on to talk about uh, was the convoy that has happened throughout Canada. And with some arrests happening, uh, it seemed to be uh, the protest was peaceful, but at the same time, the powers that be did not treat it as such. There was a lot of conf- conflicting dialect about whether it could be the UN or whether this was Trudeau sending in the troops of his own. Um, what? It, just give me your thoughts on how this whole thing has mushroomed out of control in, in Canada and uh, how you think this thing's going to end, too. Um, Jet, thank you. Well, the, the, let's just remember that Trudeau, spelt with D-O-H at the end, um, he he has called Canada a post-nation nation. We have, must remember the the import the founding of Canada. I think around about 1862, of course, as a Commonwealth country, and they do have a charter of rights. I think that was finally written, pushed into play in 1982. The Charter of Rights is on their 10 Canadian dollar bill. So if Trudeau thinks he can read, he obviously isn't reading that enough. What has gone on is frankly disgusting. Um, The man has just gone on television in the last few days going, we will stand by Ukraine and their border, and isn't it disgusting what Russia are doing? And this is a man that will not talk to his own people of Canadian truckers. And the reason being is because this man makes all his decisions by focus groups. He then created the, he brought in the Emergency Powers Act. The last time that was brought in was under his father, Elliot Trudeau, because people in Quebec that wanted separation from the rest of Canada were kidnapping various people. I think one of them was even a British trade minister, I think, at the time. Mm. The convoy happened because they pushed in mandatory vaccines. The convoy, the truck drivers, the 18-wheeler semis of absolute giant of engineering, having witnessed many of those myself Mm. in America and Canada, have been what has kept all the supplies going. In the past, they were praised, a bit like nurses. A load of these people have had the Beetlejuice, and then suddenly, and remember, they're in a cab on their own. Who are they going to infect? Who are they going to pass an infection to after having the Beetlejuice? He would not talk to them. The convoy was then created by a number, a few people. It has been peaceful, peaceful beyond words. They have actually played an absolute blinder. The people that have done the violence are the Canadian police, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, and and another group that seemed very militarised on the day in Ottawa. In regard to the UN, that's a very interesting question because we've seen the footage of these UN planes. Yes. And I have, uh, I have five very, very close friends in Canada that I am in regular contact of okay. finding out what's going on mm. on the ground. And one of my dear friends, Carl Tigrib, who I need to get on your show, 
who was an absolute expert on the New World Order, the World Economic Forum, and all this kind of stuff. And he said to me that that plane, that UN plane that we witnessed in an airport, um, that that particular airport, small airport around Ottawa, has a contract to repair United Nations planes. So we don't know. We know that the police are militarized. It also seems in a press conference that the police commissioner of Ottawa is a little bit upset that some of his police officers have taken a little bit of verbal abuse from some people protesting peacefully, asking them to pick a side, asking them to stop pushing them around. We see that the Rebel News, uh, who have done a fantastic job on all of this, Ezra Levant's um, broadcasting group, that one of their reporters has been got hurt, injured by uh, a flash bomb grenade and all that, the kind of thing that was used on January the 6th in, uh, in Washington that killed, uh, killed four patriots as a subject for another day. But or they contributed to that with two of them. We know that. So all these rough tactics. Now, the Emergency Act was put in. Then the Senate in the last couple of days um, were starting to debate this. They have two houses. They have the Houses of Commons, the Houses of the Parliament, based on the British system. Mm. And then they have the Senate, a bit like our House of Lords. Right. And the Senate was starting to debate it. Trudeau then rescinded the emergency powers. Now, if you and I think that he's rescinded, rescinded the emergency powers, then everything should go. However, when you have arrested some of the convoy leaders, one particular woman who I will mention because she is out there, it's on the internet, and just and need our prayers, and a very, very brave woman called uh, Tamara Lynch, Leach, I think her surname is L-I-C-H, and she was asked to leave Ottawa you know, and go, don't come back. And she refused to do that. Then we've had incredible other brave people like Pat King, who's also on YouTube and talking about this. He refused to do the same. Bank accounts, they have frozen bank accounts of other people, uh, I believe are still frozen and all this kind of thing. This is profoundly and utterly illegal. And they will then try, and we need to be praying for this, they will then try and put up other trumped-up charges and it will then go, I should think, to accusations of calling them domestic terrorists and all that. Doesn't that seem to ring a bell with what was going on in January 6th? Yes. And it also in regard to certain things that they are trying to push over here within the UK. And so, it, it was so ridiculous too, Mark, when this really started to get covered. Oh, well, it's just a bunch of racists. I mean, it's like, you know, the... the this whole convoy of people that work and, and deliver the goods, they're a bunch of racists, really. It's just ridiculous oh, how they I they mean, broad it, brush it, everyone. It, it, it is ridiculous, especially when the load of them have turbans on and are Sikhs. Right. I mean, really, do me a favor. They're, they're misogynists. They're racist. I mean, we are dealing with the most woke idiot leader of a country. How? I mean, the how he got voted in is another interesting story because yeah. it goes to the whole makeup of where Canadians live in regard to the cities, in regard to the riding, which is the which is the voting groups we call, you know, uh, 
that they have in their particular areas. We call them constituencies. Constituents, they call them ridings. Now, when you look at Canada on the west coast of Canada, it is extremely conservative if we're going into Saskatchewan, Manitoba, Alberta, I mean, Vancouver, sadly, there are many liberal idiots there. But the but sorry if I, I mean I have been there I can speak from experience. That's all right. But it is incredible. It is an incredible country, and the thing that we have to bear in mind to give you a size of it, Texas fits into Canada fourteen point three times. Right. I UK am closer to Newfoundland than people in BC, Vancouver way are. Mm. It is vast. Yeah. In regard to land land mass. Now, you're absolutely right what you've said. It was the working class, the working people. Now, this is rather ironic, isn't it? Karl Marx, we want the workers to rise and we want them to unite. Well, the workers arose, they united, and the power elites absolutely cracked themselves. I don't apologize for saying that. And and they did not like it one iota. And now it's an abuse of power. Here's the key thing. We now know friends of mine have called Trudeau out for a long time. Hmm. What he's really like. We now know that he's owned by the World Economic Forum, that he's so much up Klaus Schwab's backside, his head disappears. And the other thing is, as people have said, in America, we've had let's go Brandon. In Canada, it's let's go Brenda. This guy is not a man. No, as far as I'm he's concerned. not. And we've seen him in, in the drag, too. And, um, Mark, we are up against it. So we got to we gotta let everybody know where they go and check you out. And we'll get you back on soon, buddy. No, not at all. MarkSutherland.org. That's very kind. Look up my film, Between Lambs and Lions, on YouTube. But on my website is uh, the Iris Echo, a warning I made a couple of years ago. I didn't mean it to be prophetic about um, about uh, communism. And please, at the moment, let's bear in our prayers the situation in the Ukraine with Russia. Very much so, Mark. Mark, we'll have you on soon again, sir. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Everybody, that was the one and only Mark Sutherland. We have a lot more show to go here on Freedom on Deck for Fox News. Back to Freedom on Deck, 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. Ukrainian Defense Minister Oleski Reznov announced on Friday that his government had handed out 18,000 submachine guns and ammunition to civilians and militia fighters since Russian leader Vladimir Putin ordered an invasion on Ukraine earlier on Thursday. The Ukrainian parliament greatly expanded the right to bear arms on the eve of the full-scale Russian invasion a day later when Russian troops began assaulting multiple major Ukrainian cities, President Vladimir Zelensky announced the government would give anyone willing to fight the Russian military a weapon, no questions asked. Reznov issued an update shared by the Ukrainian armed forces on social media, stating that 18,000 firearms, corresponding combat kits, 
meaning ammunition, were in the hands of the Ukrainian citizens, and again, inviting anyone willing to fight against the invasion to ask for weapons. Uh, looking through the pictures, you can see people that are, you know, pretty much in street clothes uh, that are armed, and uh, they look to be kind of making patrol. And, uh, you know, I, I, my personal opinion on this with the Ukrainian government is that um, if they're willing to do it and it's the way that they want to respond, that I really can't say that they're right or wrong. But also, you know, not everyone should get a gun. I mean, I, I'm sorry, even in this kind of situation, if somebody's a rapist, a murderer, and uh, a, a no-good bastard, I would assume that they would say, hold on, don't give him a gun. But Brian... You're, you know, this is Pro 2A. You're a big-time Pro 2A guy. What do you think when you look at a story like this? Well, I mean, a couple things come to mind. I mean, first off, I mean, the Ukrainian um, MOD, they they urge the citizens to remain indoors but attack the Russian troops with Molotov cocktails right. and report enemy movements to the authorities. Okay. But then they turn around after – so you're telling these people – who, who, who are just citizens? These are moms, dads, you know, uh, uh, waitresses, <laughs> you know, right. bus boys. Um, the, the, they're gonna, they're going to attack an advanced military, uh, uh, you know, convoy through their city with tanks and everything else, um, with Molotov cocktails. Right. I mean, I, I don't know. I, you know it's, it, it sounds to me like a government that's putting the citizens in front of them as a shield rather than manning up and putting the uh, military where it needs to be. If Kiev is the is is the is if that's the front lines, then that's where the 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 Ukrainian military needs to be. The second thing that comes to mind when you're hitting on that um, arming the citizens, I, I don't think that would I don't think that's necessarily a bad strategy because I think that it it, it causes more um, chaos for the enemy yeah. because if people if, if, if somebody is uh, you know if you have a 20 story apartment building yeah. and it's got uh, 500 windows on one side of it yeah. you know what I mean and and those and those citizens are shooting down on your position yeah. it's going to be hard to defend against yeah. so it's not a bad idea but I think to your point with um, not handing out a gun to just anyone right uh, you know that's a scary proposition uh, yeah I, I agree with you I th I, I'm and I don't think it's a bad idea either. I'm just saying that it's, you know, I guess it's a slippery slope. But CV, you know, these are this is obviously the start of so, something big, and these are war times. So we're gonna see, uh, we're gonna see things like this happening. If I were to put myself in Ukraine's shoes, I think this is a great idea. Okay, they're, I'm sure they're using their military where the military needs to be. But in addition to that, giving eighteen thousand machine guns. To the men, I don't think they're giving it to waitresses, Brian. <laughs> they're giving okay. it to the men. And um, th that is a great idea. I mean, look at the damage that one guy did in Mandalay Bay, speaking about shooting from window. Just one guy. Think uh, about the chaos. I, I don't think it was 18,000 from, from any window in any direction would cause. And uh, it's, it's a very sad thing. I mean, uh, I saw an army tank run over a civilian car. Yeah, with with people in it, oh. and the guy, and they're and they're trying oh. to rescue, and the Ukrainians are trying to rescue the guy, and they're trying to pry open the door. The door, the car is totally crushed. 
And I saw one guy in there. There was probably other people in the car. And the guy driving the car was wearing a mask. All right, well, well at least you didn't get COVID. <laughs> right, right. Well, that's probably what the Democrats are. Well, at least he's wearing his mask. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not. It's it's so ridiculous. It's know, funny. Otherwise, it wouldn't be funny. No, no. It's and it's not funny. And you know, I, I see a lot of sides being taken. And of course, you know, Brian, the left wing outlets are going to say that we're going to be pro Putin, and and that's already started. The fact of the matter is, this again, I'll reiterate it every time. Every time we talk about what's going on right now between the Ukrainians and Russia, this would not be happening if not for rigging that election in 2020. If we had Donald J. Trump in place, this wouldn't have happened. We wouldn't have lost all those lives in Afghanistan. We wouldn't have a southern border that's wide open. We wouldn't have the spread of this COVID crap all over the place. Everything that's going on after this numbskull was put in office by the powers that be and his puppet masters, and he's going through with all this stuff right now, it's it's amazing to see how bad it's gotten. And now there, I will say this, now this week, and even watching with CNN, they are starting to confront Joe Biden in a way that they haven't been before. I know it's not enough, but I'm hoping that um, there's enough that's gathered in front of the information they'll start showing us that, that this guy didn't win the election in 2020. We're being, we're being spun a web of lies, and this web of lies is creating this stuff, this bad stuff. Well, you got to look at, I mean, <laughs> you got to look at it in, in this sense, um, reading between the lines. Maybe the reason that Putin is doing this is because Donald Trump's not uh, the president. That's because exactly we right. Had, yes. Because we had a rigged election. Exactly. Because... Because there, because there are things that we don't know about Ukraine, um, these bioweapon labs and all these other things and these honeypot deals that these um, these globalists have done around the world. You know, I'm not pro Putin. I'm pro uh, destroying globalists, destroying the new world order, Me too. destroying the Illuminati. That's what I'm pro. I'm pro destroying evil and they're evil and um, I'm pro that. So if Putin was going in there and taking out these evil uh, scumbags, um, good. Yeah, if that's what it think, is, I just I don't sit- think that's what he's doing. No, exactly. That's exactly. And I don't think that there's an easy way to kind of look at, at what's happening right here. And the easiest thing for us to say, Stevie, is that we had a president that was in place that didn't get us involved with more conflict. And now all of a sudden we're in war all over the place. We're losing in Afghanistan. We got more, more sickness and death in this country than ever before. Anytime that Donald Trump was president, if he made, uh, you know, and he had so many wins, they never gave him any credit for that, but they won't give any losses for Biden, but gave no wins to Trump. It just shows you it's a bunch of crap. Putin would have been afraid to do anything like this if Trump was in office because Trump was a maverick and he was uh, unpredictable. Mm-hmm. And all all of the nations around the world ha- had more respect for the United States when he was president. Yep. There was there was no war. We had a time of peace during Trump's administration. And when he comes back, there'll be peace again. But as as I always say, stone elections have consequences. And as Steve Bannon says, catastrophic consequences um maybe maybe we should take a page from ukraine's playbook i'm not calling for um a violent civil war or anything necessarily but if this goes on i mean what if uh biden 
uh, uh, institute certain sanctions against Russia that really cripple and hurt the Russian people who are basically innocent. And I've seen Putin uh, t- capturing, uh, sending police out and and arresting protesters to this war. Yeah, yeah. Just I like they did, just like they did in Canada. Yeah. You know, Putin is no angel, and. Uh, we before things get out of hand, I mean, Russia could could turn around and uh, take out, or China could take out our power grid, and then we're going to be even more screwed. I, I think you know before this thing gets even more out of hand, maybe we should figure out a way to take our country back before it's too late. I you know I, I and I know and I know what you mean, and I've thought about it myself. It's just it's such a daunting task. We have so much evidence. That shows that Donald J. Trump was, was you know, he was the winner, the clear-cut winner. I mean, the bottom line, dude, he had 16 million more votes as an incumbent president and lost to somebody that couldn't make a statement without tripping over his tongue and wouldn't leave the basement. It's even we, just the optics of that win is ridiculous. We have the evidence, but no judge would will adjudicate it. I know, I know. I know. And we had a man's man in office, and now we have a stumbling, bumbling idiot and uh, judges everybody by the hue of the color of their skin. All right. Um, listen, uh, Kendra Becker Masante coming up with us, and then we'll have one last topic of discussion. Don't go anywhere. Freedom on Deck 94.9 News Now and Stimulation. Anywhere. Trash to the garbage around you. Welcome back to Freedom on Deck 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. I'm happy to have her back on. Dr. Kendra Becker-Musante, as we call her Dr. K. In the Ukraine, there was a bio lab that was hit, uh, and it looks like there was some significant damage. How many bio labs we have touched in the Ukraine? It's not so much that we own these places, that we have vested money into these bio labs. Of course, online, there's the Snopes stuff saying it's not true, and then there's both sides bickering back and forth. I was able to find some pretty good articles that say that we're at least somehow involved with funding these labs. Do you know anything about these? What would we be doing in the Ukraine with biolabs? Well, and that was why I thought it was something really interesting to discuss. I I would like to know what we are doing in Ukraine with these biolabs. I mean, we know in 2016 or 2017, when Trump first got in office, he closed down a bunch of this lascivious stuff that was going on in North Korea, you know, because everybody goes behind the Iron Curtain where there isn't the level of, I, I hate to say surveillance, because, you know, those of us that are supposed to live in free countries aren't supposed to be surveilled. Right. Um you know, behind the Iron Curtain, there's a a big shroud of mystery as to what goes on, especially with the elites. So um, I thought the whole thing was really curious that they hit all of these biolabs. Yes, they hit schools, churches, I think the hospital as well. Like, I get that. But it just seemed like the biolabs, interestingly enough, were a target. So I don't, there's some connection that I haven't quite figured out that I'm sure will reveal itself in the, in the coming days as to what the connection is between the, the 
the U.S. dollars funding these biolabs and why the information had to be, you know, destroyed. And maybe it, that's something that's on uh, Putin's angle here in, in going in there. I mean, obviously, it's it's getting worse and worse every, you know, every five minutes we, we hear about what's going on in the Ukraine right now. But if it's a, let, let's say it's a bioweb that's, you know, creating a bioweapon isn't that something that uh russia would want to stop us from doing and china probably would as well yeah oh absolutely or somehow uh get the the information that's in there as to what we're using you know all of the confidential documents and or i don't know maybe they're going to use it as an excuse as to why we're going to get another plague it's i mean that could the be the truth are limitless and, and kendra is there anything you know we talk about reverse engineering when we talk about um you know, controversial subject matter like alien life forms and and all that kind of stuff. I don't want to go there. But is is there anything that could be true about us trying to develop our own COVID to send to another country? Or is that something we do anyway? Well, I mean, I think, I, I mean, I'm generally skeptical of what they call gain of function research anyway. It's right. basically taking a, a benign virus that naturally exists in nature and adding really nefarious crap to it to make it more biologically virulent, uh, kill more people, have more lethal symptoms or, or tendencies or whatever. I don't know why this is ethical or moral across the world who started it and why it's even something that is funded. I mean, none of that makes sense. And so of course, you know, the, the circular logic is, well, we need gain of function research because we don't want the bad guys using bioweapons on us, which is ridiculous. The bad guys are two different things. Or when you're talking about us and China, because that's kind of something that evolves. Well, absolutely. And then you wonder if the bad guys are really the ones that are running your own country from time to time. I think we've found that out over the past <laughs> two years. What about, and Dr. Kendra Becker Masante is on the line with us right now. What about the idea of this being, um, there's eight that are in the Ukraine. How many other labs do we have set up throughout the world? Do we have this everywhere, Kendra? I believe they're everywhere. Um, I'm actually, and after we had, I had gotten the articles about the bioweapons labs being blown up in the Ukraine, I said that to a friend of mine, a doctor friend of mine, and I said, well, if they're in the Ukraine, I'm willing to bet that they're in hundreds of other countries. Right. So the problem is, like everything else with, you know, Chinese money or Russian money or mob money or whatever, is everything is, is sold or billed or marketed as a shell company anyway. So you have to do a really deep dive to figure out who's funding this stuff. So I am going to take a look at that because I'm sure they're in all of our allied nations as well. Why wouldn't they be? Yeah, you wouldn't think that there uh, wouldn't be the same exact uh, lab set up for any of our allies, at least stuff that we're funding. And Mm -hmm. I think that's... I think that's uh, for the listeners. We're not telling you the gospel on what this is right now. We're just reporting on what we're finding. And right now, I just kind of have the feeling that this is something that was set up and that we're contributing money towards. And there's pro- it probably has something to do with that. Now, I, let's go into the midterms. It seems like the Democrats are kind of uh, going back a little bit, doing like, say, hey, you don't have to wear the mask all the time. Uh, the booster shots come in. We're going to get that to you. It seems like they're trying to really walk on eggshells now that uh, now that the elections are coming and around the corner, doesn't it? 
So, you know, Chet, you and I talked about this after the 2020 election. Mm -hmm. I lost complete and total faith in anything that goes on with any national election. I know. I I am so deeply saddened and heartbroken as to what happened to our our beautiful system. So uh, having that be said in in the midterms, so the Democrats are are backpedaling a little bit. I mean, we all know that all they wanted to do was, you know, total and complete socialist and and communist domination. Right. Uh, I think they're playing the game. You know, I think it's a little bit of a shell game. And I think the same thing will go on in the 2022 election that went on in 2020. If they don't get the votes they need, they'll just turn up the algorithm. And I, I feel so sad and skeptical saying that, but that's really my true feeling. Well, and you see the country, you know, the country's falling apart. Their approval rating is down the tank. If we have something like that that happens again, it'll it'll be our own fault. If we're not making a good enough push to take away these, uh, what, I, what I want to call these machines, but basically uh, the ability for the Democrats to cheat in such an easy way, it, it, it's, it's maddening to me. They've certainly rigged the presidential election, but it makes you think about over the course of time in many years, decades in the past, have they always been doing this? Well, I know. And that that was kind of the internal discussion I even had with myself. Like, has there been an honest election ever? Right. Uh, has there been an honest election since Reagan? And, you know, you can really get into your own head about stuff like that. So I, I don't know what the answer is. I can just tell you for me personally, what I've done is I've just taken a really deep, deep dive in my local politics. And I've really learned about the infrastructure in how my town and my county runs. Right. And that seems to be... Um, Valid, at least, you know, there's five polling stations in my town. There's a lot more control over the five polling stations than there is over the hundreds of thousands across the country. How about Ron DeSantis saying if they bring him here, we'll ship him off to uh, New York and California? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. All I can say is he's running for reelection here in 2022. Uh Florida has term limits. This will be his second term. The U.S. can have him after 2026, but we need him for the next four years. I would agree with you if he's I would feel the same way if I was living in Florida. And, um, you know, smart guy really speaks to the people, has that ability to, uh, you know, some common ground with everybody. So I really I really do think that he'll get uh, he'll get another four years in there for you or another two rather. But um, I uh, I hope that everything coming down the pikes in the next year, year and a half, when they they do seize power again, I think the Democrats are going to uh, try to cheat here. But I want to see a trajectory where these boosters aren't constantly being shoved down our throats. Now, what do you think with these boosters? Are these boosters going to be given to everybody like every three to six months? What's the deal? So it's interesting. I just had this conversation with a legislator like yesterday from Connecticut, in fact, and she said the same thing. What do you think they're going to do quarterly? Do you think they're going to do you right. know, annual whatever? Um, I honestly think um, the charade on that is kind of falling apart. I mean, the CD, the fact that anybody listens to the CDC anymore is ridiculous. To uh, yeah, me anyway. I know. 
But yesterday or the day before, the CDC just released a statement saying that the vaccine is more effective, and I use air quotes with that, of course, uh, if the the shots are given uh, greater than eight weeks apart. So I think they're already um, looking at spacing. I, I, you know, I think really it's only the deep blue states that will require some sort of ritualistic COVID quarterly, half year, annual vaccine. I think ultimately it will be one that will probably be added to the pediatric schedule if things keep charging along the way that they are. Um, but there is, again, a ton of research that has just come out. They they released all the information about the myocarditis that was now formed or that was now discovered with the vaccines in kids. They were saying that kids don't have a lot of benefit for it. So I think any of the state infrastructure governments that are looking at that aren't going to add it to the pediatric schedule. The other ones that just tow the party line will, of course. Kendra, we are, we are out of time. I'll get you back on. Uh, tell everybody where to go and check you out. Sure, you can check me out on my website, drkendrabecker.com. Um, I'm also on Instagram, Dr. Kendra Becker. Right here, Freedom on Deck, 949 News News. Welcome back to Freedom on Deck, FOD, the place to be. Of course, thank you to all the guests for coming by on your Saturday. I want to thank all the listeners, of course, for listening to us and for supporting us and checking out the site and doing all the good things that, uh, that you should do in support of Freedom on Deck. And our support of the MAGA patriots that listen to Freedom on Deck, and always will, we have your best interests at heart, believe me when I say that. Because we really do care for you and care for this country that so many beautiful Americans have fought for and continue to fight for. All right, so here's the deal. There was some trashing from uh, the White House in the form of a deputy press secretary. Andrew Bates called former President Donald J. Trump a nauseating pig on Thursday for his comments about Russian President Vladimir Putin amid his invasion of the Ukraine. Uh, Here's a little thing. Two nauseating, fearful pigs who hate what America stands for and whose every action is driven by their own weakness and insecurity, rubbing their snouts together and celebrating as innocent people lose their lives, Bates tweeted, referring to Trump's interview with Laura Ingram on Wednesday as Russia began their assault on the Ukraine. Trump said the crisis would have been avoided if not for a rigged election, which is 100% true, referring to his claims of fraud in the 2020 presidential election. Trump describes Putin's strategy of recognizing two separatist-controlled territories in Ukraine as genius and wonderful Tuesday on the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show. I said, how smart is that? He's going to be in. He's a peacekeeper, Trump said, regarding Putin's decision to use peacekeeper functions as a pretext to deploying troops in the Ukraine. Trump said that the U.S. could use a similar strategy to control the U.S.-Mexico border. Now, of course, this is all coming from the White House and from this particular dirtbag, 
in saying that Trump is somehow putting Putin on a pedestal. Now, if you can't figure out from the beginning when Donald J. Trump says, if I was in office, this wouldn't be happening. So he is regarding what's happening as a bad thing and a bad action. Now, listen, he's saying that he's a smart guy. And and to some extent, he's right when he says that. He, You might not like the fact that he's addressing it the way that he is, but that's who it is. So instead of being ticked off at something that Donald J. Trump said on the Laura Ingram show, a radio program, how about looking to every mess that this dirtbag in office has gotten us involved with because he's owned by the CCP? Instead of taking one comment and one word that Donald J. Trump used on with Laura Ingram, Brian, instead maybe they should look at themselves in the mirror. Well, you know what it is? They can't. They can't stand the fact when you say something along the lines of, um, you know, Adolf Hitler was very smart. Right. He was he was a genius. And people go, oh, how could you say that he was a monster? Well, yeah, he was a monster. Yes, he was evil. Yes, he did horrible, horrible things to this entire planet. But um, but you don't do that if you're not intelligent. You get know what I'm saying? You don't get that far. You don't right. take yeah, over half obviously. the world if you're an idiot. Right. Is what is what is what Donald Trump is saying. He's 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 saying, yeah, he is smart. He's not condoning it. He's just saying he's smart and he's a strategist and he's outplaying our current idiot that is in office. That's what he's saying. And he, and when he says this wouldn't, if I was in Bingo. office, this wouldn't be happening, right. is because he's saying that I am a strong leader and what we have now is not. A hundred percent. But they can't handle that. You're absolutely right, CV. I think Brian hit the nail on the head. They still want to somehow paint this into Donald J. Trump's problem, and it's not. They're so angry. What does it say about a guy, Andrew Master Bates? He looks (laughs) like a bedwetter. He's like a little kid. I know. I was commenting on current events before he was even a glint in his father's eye. Okay, and what does it say about him when he's calling a former president a nauseating pig? You know what it says about you? It it shows that you are a visceral, hateful little punk. That's what it says about you. All right, your whole party's stupid. How did Russia collusion work out for you? That big fat lie proved to prove to be false. All right, you Andrew Bates. We're talking about Russia collusion for four freaking years, and you are wrong, all right? So you're the nauseating pig. Listen, I'll tell you something here right now. This administration was involved alongside with Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama in illegally spying on Donald Trump when he's running for office and illegally spying on Donald Trump when he was in the White House. That has all come into the spotlight under under the Durham investigation. And by the way, John, just so everybody knows, I know what CNN likes to tell you. John Durham is not some right-wing crazy or some big-time Trump supporter. John Durham's just a regular guy. Did the, the information come in too late? Yes. Did he get it out in time? No. Did they, did they stall for a reason? Probably. But the fact of the matter is, Brian CV's absolutely right. You got this young punk in there making a statement about one of the finest presidents that we've ever had here in these United States 
that is a, I mean, when I put him up there on a pedestal, I do it with our military members. I do it with our police. This is the right guy for the job. He was the right guy for the job. We were moving forward in this country. We're going back on all the globalist crap that Obama shoved down, and the Bushes, by the way, and not involved with any wars. And now all of a sudden, this guy gets in. Over two years, we're back in war. We, we totally destroyed any uh, earnings that we made over in the Middle East. And now all this stuff's happening. So here's another example, Brian, of some schmuck that's in this administ- administration trying to put the pin the tail on Donald J. Trump in order to avert from the disastrous administration that we are living under right now. Well, the only thing I can say is that if you look back at history, because that's the only thing that we can do, um, when you look back at history, the best presidents in our nation ended wars and the worst started them. Yeah. And that's how you got to look at it. You know what I mean? Like, yes, there were great presidents that had to deal with war. You know what I mean? Look at, look at what Lincoln dealt with in this country, but he ended that war. He finished it. Donald Trump ended, you know, Afghanistan. And unfortunately, he wasn't able to complete that before the next moron because, yeah, took because office. Because we weren't ready to when he said that himself. Right. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? But but we didn't get into any conflicts while he was you know in office. Yes, right. he did. He did make decisions, tough ones, to take out our enemy. But he did not get us into any wars. Why? Because he led from a position of strength. That's exactly right. And this schmuck is just another schmuck that's throwing dirt in the face of that last administration that, if for anything, and says that this this isn't what America's about. It is what America's about. Strength through, you know, peace through strength. Is that yeah. Ronald Reagan said that? And Donald J. Yeah. Trump said that, too. But you don't understand that because you're a little ninny that... that probably hates this country and hates the American patriot, hates our military and our police. So I don't give a damn what you think. So anyway. Yeah. And Whoopi Goldberg and Joy Behar are uh, slamming Trump also. We had four years of peace, as Brian so aptly put it, under Trump. There wasn't anybody even killed in Afghanistan when he was president. Not one. uh, uh, Is Whoopi Goldberg still making anti-Semitic remarks on TV with Joy Behar? No, she's not, but she's thinking it. Yeah. And, you know, the the Democrat Party is the party of faithlessness. They have no faith. They don't believe in God. They think everything's running out. They don't believe in the abundance, the uh, uh, universe, the abundant universe that God created. And they don't believe in the abundant life that Christ promised. They think everything's running out. They think we're running out of oil. They think we're running out of, you know, uh, when I, you go to a liberal's house, they don't flush their toilet. They don't oh. flush the toilet because they think they, they, they're wasting water. Stupid. The water evaporates. It goes up into the clouds. It comes back down again pure. Oh my How God. stupid can you be? I used to go out with a liberal when I was <laughs> in high school, and her mother would tell me, if it's brown, flush it down. If it's yellow, let it mellow. And the, and, the, and she was a bleeding art sticks, liberal. Like, and you can't even go in there. You have to hold your nose. <laughs> I, I know. It's... It, it, these are the people that we entrust with our children, these people, after all. And, you know, it's TV's right, man. Without God, it's, you know, this country is corrupted. That's, it, that's exactly right. It's 100% true. 
And unfortunately, right now, we have a Washington that is working against the people and working against God. Listen, guys, we are running up against it. I hate to cut it short like that, but um, next week, as always, we'll have uh, three great guests for you, more hot topics. We thank you for being here. Same Freedom Channel, same Freedom Time for Freedom on Deck. God bless America. America.